What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. A great slate of games yesterday, great slate of games. You know, it's it's so interesting, good, weird, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely a sight to behold when you watch a game and you see a lot of fans in the stands. I mean, you watch the Rangers game, you see what looks like almost a full house. The Astros have, they're at 50% capacity, but they have like certain sections which are, of the ballpark which are like regular and like full, like that right field section. Then they also have some social distancing sections off to the sides. At least that's how it is in Houston. I think for the Rangers, that's in the upper deck for those who want to sit there and continue to practice that. They have space for them. But as the season rolls on, as vaccination rates continue to increase, we'll only see more of that around around the nation and maybe eventually up in Canada with the Blue Jays. And we'll see full stadiums everywhere, in my opinion. So that's that's just us returning back to normalcy. And the reason why I bring that up is because, I mean, I, I was watching, you know, Hey Song Kim hit his first career home run. And that was in Arlington. He hits it off the foul pole. And you see, you know, when they pan to the crowd, it's just like a full house. But he hits his first MLB home run. And um, the, the Padres defeated the Rangers by a score of seven to four. And uh, they had some they had some great contributions throughout the lineup. You know, Kim's homer, Trent Grisham hit his first homer. Jake Cronenworth stayed red hot. He reached base four times. The Padres rallied for that victory. I will say though, the Rangers ballpark is I, I don't know. It, it's a new ballpark. I understand, but I noticed this during the playoffs last year. The angle they have for the TV, that center field camera, I don't really like it. It's kind of distracting. They have these, so they have fans like right behind home plate and it's like a high it's like it's like looking a little bit from like a bird's eye view not a bird's eye but it's like a higher angle than normal and so you have the fans there which is kind of distracting with them moving about you know with, with you know the pitch going on and everything and then they have like these advertisements these really bright advertisements at the top of the screen i don't know to me it just looks like they're not really focused it's, it's more focused on advertising rather than just watching the picture and the batter. That's what it looks like to me. And I don't know, I just find that a bit distracting. But just thought I would say that. I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. So if someone wants to take a look at what a Rangers broadcast looks like at this new ballpark, it's it's different than than most other broadcasts you would see at other ballparks. Just a thought, though. I, if I was a Rangers fan, like watching so many games, I would be kind of distracted by that. But I guess you'd also get used to it. But enough of me being cranky and, and um, being that old man yelling at the cloud, <laughs> we'll move on. We'll move on. So, Rugnit Odor got traded to the Yankees. We know that, and he had to shave his beard. Obviously, the Yankees still have this outdated policy. Even in the year 2021, they they think they have to keep up this tradition, this traditional policy where they don't allow any facial hair below the upper lip or below the bottom below your mouth i guess you can have a mustache but you can't have you can't have a beard so he just went clean shaven and this dude is almost unrecognizable i mean if you compare the picture of him with the rangers to the picture of him now with the yankees it's like wow it looks i mean he obviously he, when you shave like that it makes you look a lot younger but he looks like a different person so if you haven't had a chance to take a look at that i would suggest it Staying with the Yankees, though, Domingo Herman has been optioned. 
he has been optioned he has been sent down after down to the club's alternate site after the Yankees got shut out by the Rays for nothing yesterday and I mean Herman's always been a bit homer, homer prone giving him some home runs and going back to 2019 obviously he didn't pitch last year he surrendered some homers to Austin Meadows and Randy Rosarena he lasted four innings and I mean the, the Yankees bats didn't give him any support but yeah that that wasn't gonna get it done I mean he said he wasn't pleased with the results but yeah, it's not clear when he's going to come back up to the bigs, but they're sending him down to the alternate site. And, you know, the Yankees are going to move on without him. Through his two starts, Herman allowed seven runs on 14 hits in seven innings, which is going to be a nine-flat ERA. So, yeah, I mean, the Yankees have a lot of arms. Michael King, Davey Garcia, those are some guys who could, you know, come into that spot and take – Herman's place right now but yeah Herman's not going to be around for the time being but staying down in Tampa which is where this game took place Chris Archer so we know he is back for his second round with the Rays this year and he left the game due to forearm tightness so he made the start and I mean after DJ LeMayu's one out double in the third inning Archer was visited on the mound by Raise manager Kevin Cash and the trainer, and then that ended Archer's day. After 42 pitches and two and a third scoreless innings, he had four strikeouts, three hits, and no walks. But he had right lateral forearm tightness, and they're saying, fortunately, it's nothing serious. And they sound optimistic, saying that he could only have tendonitis and miss one start. And, I mean, however, an injured list stint is likely, obviously, because if you can put him on the IL and you know, replace him on the roster with someone that can help you, in the meantime, you're going to do that. But, you know, that's that's a bummer. That's a bummer. He, he was off to, you know, a good start to yesterday's game, but hopefully he can be back sooner rather than later and, and help this Rays team. I mean, it's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight in the American League East. I mean, the Rays obviously won last year and they won the American League pennant, but you know, the Yankees are still good. I mean, other teams are good too. You know, Blue Jays, even my Red Sox the Red Sox won their fifth in a row yesterday. Fifth game in a row. I mean, after starting the season off getting swept by Baltimore, I mean, they won in Baltimore yesterday. Trey Mancini did hit his first home run. You know, I'm 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 the the, the captain of the Trey Mancini fan club this year. You know, that's a great story. So I'll root for him, even if he's playing against the Red Sox. But yeah, Boston won six to four in ten innings in Baltimore yesterday. And now all of a sudden, they are two games above 500. It's funny how that works in baseball, right? One week or just a few days ago, yeah, last week, whatever, you believe the sky is falling, and now it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're, doing, we're doing okay. Let's not panic. It's a long season, folks. It's a long season. But Rafael Devers went deep. Second home run in two days for him. A bomb, absolute bomb to right field. And, you know, he's, he's picking things up, and he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, Christian Vasquez stayed red hot, and this dude – I mean, he's been he's been hitting well since I mean for a while now. I mean for a couple of years now, he's been just pretty solid. He's, I mean, last year really he was good, even though it was a short season. This year he's just picking up where he left off. So that's great to see. It was Garrett Richards getting the start for Boston, five innings, two earned runs. He did give up two home runs though, but then the bullpen was pretty solid from there on out. So Red Sox got the win in Baltimore by a score of six to four.
Let's move out to LA where the Nats took on the Dodgers. Dodgers won this game by scoring nine to five. They didn't have Bellinger, they didn't have Betts, but they were fine. They still pulled out the W. Julio Urias got the start, five and two thirds, three Ernie's. Patrick Corbin for the Nationals, he got touched up though, four and a third with six earned runs. I mean, we did see Juan Soto go deep twice yesterday in his, in his uh, you know, with his first two home runs of the year. But this this Dodgers team is a powerhouse. They improved to seven and two. The Nats fall to one and four. Obviously, it's still early, but you know, when you're missing, you're missing your two MVPs and Bellinger and Betts, and you still pull out, you know, a victory like that. You know, you have depth. You know, you have depth. Chris Taylor hit a, a three-run homer, a three-run homer yesterday. Justin Turner continues to hit. This dude has been slept on. I mean, a lot of people felt like he was going to fall off a cliff. His contract last year expired. He did get a new one. People are like, oh, he's old now. But no, nah, that's a professional hitter. Justin Turner is a professional hitter. And with age, you know, his his, his hit tool, just that's, that's something that, that sticks with you for a while. You know, it sticks with you for a long time. And two for five yesterday with a cool 1183 OPS on the year. He, well, Will Smith, Muncie, Seager. I mean, everyone. That top half of their lineup: Chris Taylor, one through five. They're they're clicking on all cylinders and they're hitting really well this year. So good to see if you are a Dodgers fan. The Braves finally get up to five hundred. They beat the Phillies yesterday, five to four. So this is a team that got off to a, a slow start as well. But I mean. They benefited from a blunder there at the end of the, I mean, not at the end, I'm sorry, but um, Ehire Adrianza hits a pinch hit double and then scored a decisive run in the seventh inning. So in the seventh inning, we saw him score on a tapper back to the mound. So it was tied 4-4, Freddie Freeman at the dish. He taps it back to the mound, but then Alvarado turns around to throw, it was first and third, to throw it a second, and he pump fakes, and instead of, throwing home, you know, he, he turns around to second, and by the time he tries to turn back home, Adriana, Adriana had scored. If you look at it, basically, let me break it down. So you have first and third, tap it back to the mound. As soon as the pitcher grabs the ball, Adrianza is breaking off a third base and running home. So it's pretty obvious he's trying to score. So Alvarado should have just thrown home. But for some reason, he felt like he wanted to get, you know, the out at second. And, uh, you know, that's when you know, he wanted to get the double play, and then that's when he realized, oh, this guy's about to score. And then he turned around too late. That's the go-ahead run. Just a bit of a mental lapse. I think that if Alvarado had just looked, or I mean, I don't, I don't even know what happened. He, he, the play's happening right in front of him, so he should have seen the runner breaking for home and just thrown home. So, I mean, Adrian just was running on contact. That's what he was doing. Anyway... Stuff like that happens. It is what it is. But yeah, that's that's gonna be the gist of it. That's gonna be the gist of you know, the big stuff we saw yesterday. Uh, Blue Jays fifteen to one route of the Angels. So that's that's a big one. They fifteen to one. Wow, that's that's a lopsided victory. Otani hit a second triple though. Otani continues to rate even though he's he's not pitching this go around. But that's gonna do it, folks. That's gonna do it. If you enjoyed this. Please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.